welcome to Dark and Spooky, a horror podcast with me, Miss Dark and Spooky, aka The Girl Next Door. Today's episode is Ghost Stories. So are you all sat comfortable? You got a drink? Shall we get into them? Mine is on the right, my husband's TV is off, 
and there are no lights on in the media room, which means his TV is one big black reflective surface. I'm watching my show when I see a shadow reflected in my husband's TV that is large enough to be my six foot three husband, laying around and locking the media room door for a few seconds. When he doesn't say anything, I look round, but no one is there. I immediately get up and walk down the hall into the living room. No one is there. I go to the stairs and see that both of the children's doors are shut. I would have heard them on the stairs anyway. I go directly across the house to find my husband sound asleep. I search the entire house. All of the doors and windows are locked and the security system shows that not one had been opened since late that afternoon. I still don't know what it was, but I get goosebumps every time I think about it. my parents office that had a sliding door to outside. Often I'd be up late on my mum's computer and I swear that I could feel someone standing near the door and in the dark screen reflection of the computer I could see a tall shadow. First I passed it off as a pot plant but it was too tall and it always looked hunched over. One night my friend stayed over and we slept in the upstairs lounge room. From this room you could see every bedroom and the open bathroom. The street light would shine into the bathroom and my friend whispered to me, what is that tall thing you have in the bathroom? We both saw a tall hunched figure. We never spoke of it again. Another night my brother and I had friends stay over and we were all downstairs when we heard the upstairs floorboards start to creak as it sounded like someone walking out of a bedroom and walking towards the steps. No one was upstairs. Next summer, when I had some friends stay over, we slept outside on the trampoline. All of us noticed a tall hunched figure in the dining room from the back sliding door. We stayed out all night as we were too scared to go inside. This next experience still gives me goosebumps. One night, I woke up super early to watch the World Cup. As I'm laying on my sofa, I see out of the corner of my eye, as clear as day, a girl in a white dress with brunette braided hair just sitting on the lounge. I only saw her for a second and as soon as I turned to look at her she was gone. I turned all the lights on and just quietly ran downstairs like a lunatic for a good 15 minutes until I decided that going back upstairs to bed was a good idea.
this farm was far away from any cities and was generally flat. There was nothing really planted so the ground was flat except for a few mounds. The time was around 11pm and the only light we could see was the house light but beyond that you couldn't see anything. We were out on the porch of the house playing with a rugby ball. One of us kicked it into the dark and we didn't expect to see it till the next day because nobody wanted to walk in the pitch dark to go and get it back. A minute later it comes flying at the house out of the dark and hits the front door. This freaked us all out because all the adults were inside and all the workers were nowhere near. To this day I still don't know who threw it. Downstairs, and I was about to head up to the bedroom to put my pajamas on. I turned the corner out of the living room and I was at the bottom of the stairs when I saw someone walk past upstairs. She had long brown hair. The only people at the house at this time were myself, my husband, his grandma, and our infant daughter. I told them what I saw, and his grandma just said, Yeah, that's Laurie. I didn't go upstairs to change for a few hours. search because I distinctly remember every phone ringing including my own cell phone. shower and I started hearing my name being called and it sounded like my mum 
So I went out and asked what she needed. She said she didn't say anything. We were the only ones in the house. So about a day later, I was asleep and for some reason I woke up and looked to the side of my bed where I saw a sad floating head, transparent. For I'd say a second or two, and then I'd sprinted away calling my parents, only returned to nothing. Days after, I would experience tapping on the windows, cupboard doors open that were closed. And then one day, it all just seemed to stop. Proof that she had actually gone, she was to drive a wooden stake into the earth of the grave, 
girl left and her friends lay waiting for her return. But the hours went by and their friend failed to materialise. They lay awake, increasingly terrified. Morning came and the girl still had not appeared. So when the parents came back, they all went down to the cemetery. There they found the girl laying on the grave, dead. When she had bent down to drive the stake into the ground, she had caught the hem of her skirt. Struggling to get back up, she thought the buried man had grabbed her. It was concluded that she died of fright. fled 
and when she got home she called me at first i thought she was pulling my leg but something told me that was not the case i began to think about the day we had done the ouija board and how abrupt my friend had been when she had got up to leave i didn't give it much thought and went to bed the next day my friend called me because she was going to be home alone studying and as she was scared she asked me to keep her company I took a bus over to hers and we settled down with our books. After a while, we heard a scratching noise behind us. We both looked up and were horrified to find the girl she described to me was sitting on my friend's bed, scratching the wall. We ran out of the room and when we got to the front door, I noticed that my friend was not there. But I was so terrified I couldn't make myself wait for her. Shortly afterwards, the police called my house to tell me that my friend had died of an asthma attack. She had been found on the stairs of the house with a terrified expression on her face. For seven months after that, I was in treatment. I am now recovering, but the other day a note appeared in my mailbox written in a little girl's hand that read, Your friend died because she wouldn't play with me. I have a new doll. I think it's a joke since our story has become famous in our town, but on the other hand I'm scared. I wonder, will she come for me? chatting and reminiscing about the past but when Blackwell went to bed he began to toss and turn and was unable to sleep at one point during the night he heard a car pull into the driveway he went to the window to see who it might be at such a late hour in the moonlight he saw a black hearse full of people the driver looked up at him when Blackwell saw his strange face and he shuddered the driver called to him there's room for one more. He then waited a minute or two before driving off. In the morning, Blackwell told his friends what had happened. You were dreaming, they said. That must have been it, he replied. It didn't seem like a dream. After breakfast, he left for the town and spent the day in the offices of one of the new high-rise buildings in the city. Late in the afternoon, he was ready to go back to the house and was waiting for the elevator to take him down to the ground floor. But when it stopped at his floor, it was very full. One of the people inside looked at him and said, There's room for one more. It was the driver of the hearse. No, thank you, Blackwell said. I'll wait for the next one. The doors closed and the elevator began to descend. Moments later, there was a terrible crash and shouts and screams could be heard. The elevator had collapsed and killed all the people inside.
couple of years ago, a buddy and I got turned round on a side road in rural North Missouri. I had no service for GPS and it was pouring rain. So I headed south toward my destination, hoping to run into a main highway. We ended up coming into this creepy town of Skidmore. It's a tiny town in the middle of nowhere, but there's something dark about that place. Infamously, in the 1980s, a man known as the town bully was killed in broad daylight in the middle of the town there. Not one person spoke up about who had killed him. It had never been solved despite many witnesses. There's also been disappearances and a brutal crime a few years ago involving a baby being cut out of a woman's womb. Keep in mind, this town of only 270 people. As we drove down the main road, several people gave us a blank and in intimidating stare, completely unnerving. Once we got out of the town, my buddy mentioned he had a sense of impending doom or danger as we drove through. Weirdly enough, I'd been feeling the same way. I never had such a persistent gut feeling of danger like that before. We agreed to never go through Skidmore again. There's something seriously evil about that town. It shouldn't exist. family moved in but whenever they went into the basement where Edward's personal study had been they would get the feeling that someone was watching them. One day the father of the new family decided to fix up an old jacket which every tailor in town had told him was beyond repair. So he went down to the old study laid his jacket on a chair and then tried to see if there was anything in the old desk that could help him mend it but the drawers were all locked and he couldn't find a key anywhere. The next morning he came back down to find the key on the desk, all the drawers open and his jacket completely fixed. all said that they hadn't touched it or seen it. Weeks went by and she almost forgot about her teddy when something strange happened. She opened the door to one of the closets they hardly ever used and there on the top shelf sat her furry friend. All her roommates swore they had no idea how had that happened. 
Now, whenever the teddy bear goes missing for a few days, she knows exactly where to find it. to the bathroom and saw that the bathtub faucet was running on full blast. He was perturbed by this as he lived alone. A week later it happened again. Only this time it wasn't just the one faucet, it was all the faucets in the house. The young man called a repairman to fix the pipes and the water damage, but as it turned out the pipes weren't broken. The repairman, a local, seemed visibly shaken. What's wrong? The bachelor asked. The woman who lived here before you, said the repairman. She drowned in that bathtub. stop someone if they try to steal from the store. Lucy replied, Oh, no one ever steals anything from here twice. The store won't let them. Jen didn't know what that meant but dropped the subject. When she went back to the store at the start of the next school week, Jen walked in to find Lucy talking to some comps. Apparently a man stole from the store and drove off but his brakes mysteriously failed and his car went soaring off a cliff. The cops asked Lucy if she knew what happened. No, she said. I was stuck in the back room. I didn't even know he'd come in. No one ever steals twice. <laughs>
three little girls were having a sleepover one night when they decided to try and hold a seance. One of the girls, Clara, recently lost her grandpa and wanted to see if she could commune with his spirit. The three girls gathered some candles and a few items that belonged to the late grandfather. His watch, his cigar case and a photograph of him. The girls held hands and started the seance. Suddenly, the candles begin to flicker and the hands on the watch begin to spin. Clara was sure it was her grandpa. Elated, she began to talk to him and ask him questions when all of a sudden one of the candles flew as if by some invisible force and almost hit her head. Grandpa would never do that, she said shaking. She was right, it wasn't her grandpa and whoever it was clearly did not like to be disturbed. That's why you should always be careful when summoning spirits or using a Ouija board. shirts fell to the floor. None of the girls had touched them. It's probably the ghost, Ginny said. Very funny, said Kelly. No, really, Valerie replied. He's a little boy who likes to play. Kelly still didn't take them seriously though. She thought they were teasing her because she was younger. But when she went into the back room to get her keys to go home, she saw a flash of a young boy in the mirror next to her. When she looked back, her keys had been placed on the floor. she was so heartbroken when she lost the picture. Anna lived in a big city and was sure she'd never find it. But when Beau's birthday came round the next year, she found the photograph in the closet next to his old leash. Good dog, Beau, she whispered.
couple planned to have their wedding reception at their absolute favourite restaurant. But on the day of the wedding, the bride tragically fell down the stairs and died. Now, it's said that every night after the restaurant closes, the ghost of the bride walks down the very stairs she fell from and sets up all the tables and chairs for the wedding guests she never got to see. shiver down your spine if you do have any of your own or any of your own experiences please don't hesitate to get in contact with me darkandspooky13 at gmail.com also like I've said before I am on social media on Facebook and Instagram under dark underscore and underscore spooky 666 where my messages are always open so if you do want to send them there that's no issue Whilst you are listening to the podcast as well for me, like always, and I always ask, please, please, please do leave me a rating and a review on whatever platform you do listen to your podcasts on. It will really just help me and the podcast out. And then if you are also on the Facebook page, if you can, please just give me a star review and a rating. Um, it would really help me out. As I've previously mentioned, the big news will be out by now, by the time that this has uh, been released. So the big news is that uh, the Grim Readers Book Club will be coming in 2024. So basically what that is, it's £6.66 a month. Um, we will meet over Google Meet cameras will be mandatory because everyone will participate and what I mean by that is we will all read the same book and we will all take turns to read a paragraph or chapter however I will determine we need to do it with the book. We will meet up to three times a week and that will be 8 till 10pm UK English time. <clears throat> If you think that is something of interest for yourself, please email me darkandspooky13 at gmail.com and then I can send you an email nearer the time with a link to get started. Uh, we will also have our very own little private Facebook group because uh, just to begin with, uh, the first couple of months we will be just doing a suggested titles and then after that we will do polls and then decide on the monthly book after that as via that way as well so if you do think that is something for you dark and spooky 13 at gmail.com would be the place for you to email like i said it'll be six pounds 66 a month and we'll do a book a month unless we do a big book and we'd have to like go over two months for that but obviously we will uh, advise that at the time it's up to three times a week, uh, depending on the length of the book. But yeah, message me if you find that uh, interesting. And stay spooky, and I'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.